Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to Daily Distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by my co-host Joe Holbert. Joe, how are you on this Tuesday? I'm very excited, Jeremy. You know why. (laughs) Everyone should know why. The features are done. WrestleMania no longer is happening in my mind. I can just forget all about it, pretend it's not a real thing. Today is a big day. We're, We're celebrating Luther's Twitter today, which is always good for me. I couldn't be happy. I do have to apologize, Jeremy. I do think that perhaps yesterday was the result of me losing my mind somewhat. I, I think perhaps too many features, too many Bray Wyatt segments led me back down a dark path. So I'm back. I'm on my game. I'm ready for that. A lot of research has gone into it. I'm excited. If you missed yesterday's show, everyone, we went through the WWE March Madness bracket, which we will do once again here today. We Reviewed the Sweet 16, previewed the Elite 8. Today, we will review the Elite 8, preview the Final Four. And we tried to have a therapy session, and it spun completely out of control. As, I, I mean, maybe many therapy sessions do. You get to the root of of all of this evil, essentially. And it, we we discussed WrestleMania. We discussed Joe, his features being ruined because of all this. My trip being ruined because of all this. And it turned into us talking about Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, House of Horrors matches, killing John Cena uh, th- mm. this Sunday, the the layers of the SmackDown women's title feud, uh, the the great Tamina. I I don't remember what we discussed. That that was like a a bad dream. I don't know if it was bad, but it, it was an acid trip dream that I've just now woken up from. Yeah, I mean, we intended it for be therapy, but I think, if anything, it just was the best example we could provide of what damage has been done to us, <laughs> right? To think that this show is, you know, the start of it is all about, like, five minutes on a topic, and yesterday we can't even remember what topics we covered. I mean, granted, different format, but it still says something, I think, about the damage inflicted on us by WrestleMania and um, the mess that is surrounding it. It's a crazy time, Jeremy. Today, as mentioned, we will discuss uh, the WWE March Madness bracket. We are wrapping things up here. We've got the the final four to talk about today, and then we'll have the the finals. I guess we'll we'll do the finals later this week. We don't have a plan for this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll do the finals this week. Later this week, we will. Thursday is going to be our WrestleMania preview and discussing anything that potentially happens on, on AEW. And then Friday will be part two of our WrestleMania preview. Thursday, we're covering kind of like the main event type stuff. The Thursdays are a typical show. If you tune into the daily distractions, we do this show every Thursday, uh, where we actually follow a sort of format. Um, that that's seven o'clock. And once things get back to normal three years from now, that'll be our, our typical time slot. But Thursday will be our big WrestleMania preview where we're talking about kind of the big matches. And then Friday will be sort of the, the non important matches, uh, such as Roman Reigns against Goldberg. 
Yeah. Yeah, what a match that will be, by the way. I'm still really excited about that. Not heard anything about it not happening, you know. And I'm just pumped to see that they're really focusing on it in the go-home week. Look, they're, so, yes. look, they're advertising it. It's going to happen, Joe. WWE doesn't tell lies. Yep, they sure don't. I want to see another Legends take on it this week. So we got Triple H last week. Let's get someone else. I want to see Terry Taylor's take on it. Jeremy. They got the face-off on, on SmackDown. Big face-off, big go-home angle. I bet someone curses. That's been that's been a theme of these performance oh, yeah. center shows is we're just going to use curse words now, everyone. There's no kids in the audience, so we're just going to curse up a storm. <laughs> I loved it last night at the start of his promo. Paul Heyman was like, I don't like to pull wet the curtain. I'm sitting there like, does he watch this show? The curtain, <laughs> the curtain's not been here since the opening segment. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. Yes, um, I'm very excited for Roman and Goldberg too, Jeremy. Very much so. So that that is our show for the rest of the week. Um, let's get into and as Joe mentioned, after we do the WWE March Madness bracket, our our good friend Luther, Japanese Deathmatch legend, original Death Dealer, AEW star, Luther sent out a tweet. Uh, this was last week, uh, talking about building uh, a 1996, 1986, sorry, federation. Who would you build? And Joe and I spent a lot of time on this. A lot of time. We did have some rules, but this is basically what I did during Raw last night instead of watch whatever happened on that show. <laughs> yes, we did spend too much time on this. Um, based on the replies to Luther's tweet, more time than anyone else in the world, actually, on this. So I'm excited for it. I think it will go very badly. But first, we have to uh, we have to deal with this bracket carnage, right? There's a lot of chaos going on over in March Madness. There is. So if you're watching on YouTube, the bracket is now up on the screen. We go back to the Elite Eight, the Raw region, the winner of the Raw region by the narrowest of margins absolutely narrowest of margins 51.2 percent to 48.8 percent aj styles defeats kevin owens joe how did this happen oh i think like aj Styles just has so much respect from the audience that i just think this was inevitable i guess and we kind of we get lost in the week to week and oh that match wasn't that good this but aj i guess if you really break it down and just Think about it in kind of broad strokes here. AJ is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time who in recent years has become like a top promo in WWE. I guess this is what happens when you do that, Jeremy. When you combine those things, regardless if your in-ring slips a little bit, like people just respect you and that means that anyone in the middle probably leans your way. But this is very close because it's the same thing for Kevin. Uh, not a huge surprise, but I must say it is a little bit wild that after like a kind of down period, AJ has won the Raw region, which I'd say is a strong brand. That's pretty impressive. AJ Styles, the sixth seed in this region, wow. coming through, making it all the way to the final four. So a sixth seed comes out of the Raw region. I thought, I mean, Kevin Owens cut, a, cut another good promo last night on Raw. I thought that may have may have gotten him the nod. You know, he put in that last ditch. This was, this was that game where Styles was up maybe like eight, with two minutes to go and then yeah. Kevin Owens gets kind of hot at the very end, but he, he misses some, some key shots in the, in the final 20 seconds. And then, you know, he has to foul AJ, AJ seals it at the free throw line. I, I think yeah. that was this game here. AJ was, he was there. Owens went on that nice little run at the end. Defense locked in, hit some key shots, but but in the end, AJ he responded with uh, some some locked in defense of his own, and he made his free throws. Got to make your free throws, kids. Yeah, this was an example of a perennial contender taking on a perennial champion, Jeremy. That's what you saw here. Oh. A guy a guy who's used to winning, not just competing, and that that guided AJ to the final four. Big win for AJ. I'm not sure. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I think I don't think this is the end of his of his journey either. I'm going to just throw it out there now. I don't think it is. In the NXT region, Adam Cole, the one seed, beats the two seed Tommaso Ciampa, sixty five point two percent, thirty four point eight percent. Adam Cole kind of ran through this thing. Yes, how about that, Adam Cole? Huh? Calling down a little bit. We said the distraction <laughs> once again. We're incredible analysis of these events, but everyone loves Adam Cole. He won this easily. It was not close. The one seed, right? Just just walking his way through it. No big problems along the way. There you go, man. We know we have no idea what's going on with the NXT fan base. They love the Adam Cole. They're all in. 
I think NXT fans are, are real sports fans, and they oh, looked at this as, well, the one seed should win. Like, we need to have a one seed making it all the way through. I mean, when was the last time we had a Final Four without a one seed? So Someone's going to come back and be like, oh, it happened two years ago. Um, I guess <laughs> technically it happened this year. No seeds making the Final Four. But I, I think that's what this is. I think we, we needed a one seed somewhere. Adam Cole makes it, and I thought this would be closer I, I didn't yeah. think Adam Cole would just – he ran through everybody. He had some tough matchups too. He had Keith Lee last round. Tommaso Ciampa was the two seed and never really threatened in this thing. No, but a really tough matchup is now ahead of him, right? I mean, we're just talking about styles, and now this is a final battle uh, insert year that this match was on final battle rematch, Jeremy. And I'm going to have to find out which it is for my caption. That will make people laugh very much. <laughs> so, yes, I think this is going to be a tough ask because AJ Styles is just – He's a lot more well-known. I don't know if it's people voting for this, but I just feel generally almost every wrestling fan in the world has seen more AJ Styles than they have Adam Cole, which may actually be a negative, but we'll see, I guess. It is a tough matchup, but do you think, because the Owens and Styles match was so close, it's a similar fan base with Owens and Adam Cole, and you know Styles just barely squeaked out by Kevin Owens, I I'm not doubting Adam Cole. Look, he's a one seed. He's earned this spot. He oh, I agree. He's earned yeah. this spot. He he had a great regular season. He had a great conference tournament. He's run through everybody in, in this tournament so far on his side of the bracket. I'm not doubting Adam Cole in this. I think he can he can do. I it can't be an upset. I mean, Styles is a six seed, but I I think Adam yeah. Cole can keep this going. I think there's just a feeling that that region, the NXT region, is soft, right? I know I hear the guys talking about it all the time, and I just that concerns me a little bit. I heard a lot of comments about when Finn was in the, I think I had him at five, and I saw I got some messages from people in the league, right, just being like, okay, where would he have been in the Raw region? Oh. And I chuckled, I chuckled. I didn't mention that until now, but now we're at the end of it, you know, I'm letting these things loose. But that will be the, the factor to watch. Is the NXT region soft? We'll find out. <laughs> Now maybe Adam Cole, he's just got a good good region. He got placed in a good region. Maybe, maybe. That's, that's I, the same. I'm not doubting Adam Cole. I still think the Britt Baker boost is there for him. Um, I'm, I think that's a, I think that's a real thing. AJ got buried in that promo by The Undertaker last night as well. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, Undertaker didn't do him. You know, he, he took something from him in that promo, and I, people may open their eyes to that. And Adam Cole... Don't sleep on Adam Cole. Don't sleep on the one seed, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious in that promo that, like, Undertaker is very, very jealous about this March Madness business, right? Like, it was obvious. He was bringing up... He was resenting the fact that AJ never wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know when he expected him to be doing that feat. But anyway, yeah, moving on. Taker is not in it for a reason. He knows the reason. He's reached out to him many times. Carry on, James. <laughs> on the other side of the bracket, no surprise in the SmackDown region, Daniel Bryan, the four seed... 67.7% or 76.7% over the seven seed Kofi Kingston, 23.3%. This was Daniel Bryan's worst showing and he still got three fourths of the votes. Yeah. He got his win back. He was always going to get his win back. Daniel Bryan's winning the whole thing. I don't know why we've continued to do this <laughs> after the first round. It was obvious. Um, it is what it is, Jeremy. We've discussed this, you know, endlessly at this point. Daniel Bryan is probably the best performer in the whole company. So if he is indeed the winner, I think me and you can co-sign that, right? Because right now, it looks like he's going to be winning this whole thing. He's just comfortably taking every single matchup. He, it hasn't been close. And I think in the final four, he'll get his toughest matchup, which means yeah. he'll still win like 68% to whatever the math is to make 100. I'm not a math yeah, I mean, it is. It must be said, though, like without taking this whole thing too seriously... It is kind of wild that people still hold him in such high regard. It's so hard to be on TV as long as he's been on TV and still have everyone agree that you're awesome. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, generally, when you're around for a long time, in the end, it's like, is he really that great? No one does it with Daniel Bryan, right? Everyone's like, no, he is absolutely that great, and it's showing here. He survived so much bad booking and stuff as well yeah. that he's turned the... Some people will get the bad booking and... 
they'll just get turned on like Roman Reigns essentially like they'll they'll just turn on Roman Reigns they they won't like him they'll turn on Seth Rollins Brian gets the sympathetic reaction of oh my god I feel so yeah. bad for this guy instead of turning on him and just being like this is stupid I don't like any of this it, it, he gets the sympathy reaction and that just speaks to the power of Daniel Bryan yeah and he also gets like if he loses a match it's like oh man Brian's such a great guy for doing yeah. favors like he's the only wrestler I think that gets that consistently like he gets it all the time whenever he loses it's either oh man I can't believe Brian lost that match or it's man one absolutely incredible human he is for doing the favors <laughs> in his professional wrestling match so he's just he's bulletproof right that's what he is he will be taking on Asuka, who defeated Becky Lynch, the seventh seed over the one seed. Another close one, 54.2% to 45.8%. Look, Asuka, Becky came to the ring last night on Raw. She threw to the WrestleMania 35 main event. She stood in the ring for 50 minutes and then she got choked out by Shayna Baszler. I think that really hurt her. I, I think people aren't liking the big rig. I think Becky just got overconfident. And it didn't work for her. Asuka, you know, she was on Raw making that last pitch. She she destroyed Caden Carter, cut another excellent promo, and that that's what she needed. That's the momentum she needed to take this victory over Becky Lynch. It does make you ask the question, though, just how good is Alexa Bliss? Because she beat <laughs> Asuka pretty comfortably last week. So it does then bring it back to, you know, what a mistake I made in standing down the troops. But, yeah. I just didn't surprise me. Everyone loves Asuka, and, and I have absolutely no issue with that. I also love Asuka. She's tremendous. I agree with you that Becky made an error in suggesting that she actually stood and watched that whole match. That was incredible. I mean, she actually said, that's the first time I've seen it. And I was like, <laughs> wow. But are we supposed to assume she watched the ad breaks too? Like, what, what happened here? But yes, that probably didn't help. And Asuka just can't go wrong. Because she, you know we are just talking about Brian. When she loses, it's a disgrace to Earth. And when she wins, she's awesome. Either way, bulletproof. So Asuka and Brian, man, that's a clash of the titans. That's a clash of the titans stuff. Very exciting. Whoever wins Asuka and Brian seems like a lock to win this whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yes. Look, we both assume it'll be Brian. I, I'm not going to doubt Asuka either the same way I'm not going to doubt Adam Cole. The the fan base is strong to be her. she got the female vote. Yeah, that's a that's an important demographic. She, she's got the female vote. I would assume maybe... Maybe the female vote will sway a little bit towards Daniel Bryan, but Asuka's the, she's the only female left in the tournament, so you got to think the the support there will be strong for her. Making strong, she's appearing on both shows, Joe. Strong pitches throughout this entire tournament. She pitched to WWE. I got to win this tournament. You got to put me on Raw and SmackDown so I can get the get that extra momentum. You didn't see Becky Charlotte. Sasha fighting for that spot. You didn't see them going to WWE and saying, hey, put me on Raw and SmackDown so I can get it. Asuka wants this, Joe. She wants this. Yes. And she's also, I think, the first recorded tag team champion in history that is definitely not a tag team wrestler <laughs> and he's like, just represented as being a singles wrestler that apparently has a partner that appears on the graphics for her matches. So, yeah, there's a lot of victories in this for Asuka. The question is, can she get the big victory? Because we've seen in the past, Jeremy, she's choked sometimes on big events. I'm going to just say it. I'm going to come out and say it. There's some talk in the league, you know this, Jeremy, you don't have to, I'll tell you, but for the audience's sake, that when the biggest shots go up, do you trust Asker in that moment? We're about to find out. Clutch time, her clutch time stats are not good, especially recently. A lot of, a lot of t- close losses recently. But at the same time, look, the tournament, that, that's regular season, Joe. That's regular season. So mm. tournament, she's beaten Becky Lynch. She's beaten Sasha Banks. Her tournament history is good. Yeah, regular season, final five minutes, clutch time stats, most losses in the league, not not great. She's turned it around in the tournament. You're right, and let's be fair, Brian is not he's not bulletproof in that sense, right? Brian's got some some skeletons in the closet, so to speak. So this is a matter of who can get over the line and reach the final. And I think I agree with you in saying whoever gets there, they're in they're in prime position to win this whole thing. Brian's been coasting. He, he yeah. needs someone to test them. Asuka has been in these close matchups. She knows what this is all about. Wow. What a preview we've done there. <laughs> Imagine not wanting to see this matchup that's never going to happen outside of a Twitter poll. Imagine not wanting to see it, right? Amazing. I don't know, can you do this in WWE 2K? I don't think you can. Oh, you God. You can do it in like, oh, Fire God. Pro or something. <laughs> I hope we don't end up having to do anything on that game. <laughs> Please don't. I really do. <laughs> 
Uh, so that is the the final four of the tournament. Joe will have the the polls up on his Twitter, and mm-hmm. I think what we're going to end up doing is we will do the final four for Friday. So we'll have the finals on Friday. You'll be able to vote through WrestleMania weekend. So you have all week to vote for the two final four matchups and then WrestleMania weekend, you'll have all weekend to vote for the finals and then we will crown the winner on Monday, which will also serve as our WrestleMania review. But that's not the important thing of that show. The important thing will be the finals of our March Madness tournament. Yeah, I agree. And I think I encourage all of our audience to start writing features built around the March Madness (laughs) tournament about, you know, different runs that have gone on, what it means to them. I encourage that. I would like that very much. I think that's the respect this this, uh, event deserves at this point. I agree. If you want to do it in slideshow format, don't bother pitching it to us. Yes, agree. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that, that is the March Madness tournament there again joe will have the polls up on his twitter at joe hobart five on social media you can is your pen tweet the japanese deathmatch prodigy because it needs to be it's not but i can make it that way i can definitely make i was gonna promote my features but now you put it that way i mean <laughs> numbers wise that would be the smart play i agree with you yeah i'm gonna do that tonight i think an amazing tweet joe sent it the majority of Joe's tweets are very, very good. This was top 1%, but not off television for six months. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think you're in the minority saying that the majority of my tweets are very good, but I agree this one was actually very good. So, yeah, I take the compliment, and I'll, I'll, I'll run with it for now. Uh, our good friend, Japanese deathmatch legend, original death dealer, AEW star Luther sent out a tweet on March 28th that said, It's 1986. You've started a wrestling company. Thanks. Your new territory lands a national TV deal. You have 10 spots to fill and six tag teams. Who do you sign? We love exercises like this. If you followed our short lived TEW series that might be returning because we won't have much else to do in a month. Uh, we, we love like signing people, building around guys. Just look at our commentary on this March Madness bracket. Like th- This is fun for us. This is like real sports kind of feel. Like Who are you building your company around? Who are you building your team around? So I love this tweet immediately. And Joe and I thought we'd take this tweet, turn it into a segment here on the show. We did have a caveat here because look, a lot of people, if you check the, the mentions – on the on on luther's tweet it's a lot of oh you know i just signed like hogan flair just sign all the top guys sign all the top wwe guys be done with it and and just basically build basically combine nwa and wwe that's that's what a lot of people were doing not us first our first rule you don't only take two people from wwe you can take less than two you can take none but your maximum is two. Can only steal two people from WWE. Anybody else is up for grabs. But we, I don't know Joe's roster based on what he's told me. I'm gonna assume that he didn't just sign everybody from the NWA and he actually picked elsewhere. So this is what we have done. We have ten spots to fill, six tag teams. We're gonna go kind of in back and forth order. And I'm sorry I don't have like graphics or anything for this, but. We're going to go back and forth order. Joe, who is your your first person that you are taking? Let's do tag teams first. Who's your first tag team that you're taking? So this is, this is tough because I have not followed the format strictly, Jeremy. I'll be honest with you. Oh, my I, God. I think I dived a little too deep. I was starting <laughs> to look at dates of when we signed where. So in the end, I just ended up with a list of names. You are correct. The Crockett guys are, to me, off the board. Because it's not like they were not making incredible money, right? It seems it seems silly. So the first name I have made a note, and this is under my realistic category, Jeremy. I have made different branches of this project. Jake the Snake Roberts, okay? Signed for the World Wrestling Federation. I believe in March. I'm going to assume, Luther did not give me the details of this, this element <laughs> of it. I'm going to assume I'm opening this in January, AEW style, okay? Jake is in as my top heel. That was one of the few things on here that I could confidently say, I think he's actually feasible. I think I could have pulled this off. So that's where I'll start for now. All right. 
You've already broken the rules. I said tag teams, and you just list Jake Roberts as because I have a my tag my only sole real tag team is like a knockout punch. That I'm saving for the end. Okay, fair fair enough, fair enough. Well, I followed the rules to this exercise and did ten singles <laughs> and six tag teams because I'm not going against the Japanese deathmatch legend here. My first pick. I don't know if it's the first pick, but first name on my list was a steal. I'm stealing Randy Savage from the WWF. Don't care. Love the macho man. Easy guy to build around. Charisma for days. Great wrestler. That That's the top star in the company right there. I, initially, when you said this to me, and I read the tweet and all that business, I thought this was after WrestleMania 3. 86 was WrestleMania 3. It's not. So I, my original plan was steal the tandem, the duo of Steamboat and Savage, and like make that your whole promotion. However, um, that is not the case. That match had not already happened, so I respected the history of this business, Jeremy, and I allowed Randy and Ricky to stay where they are to have the WrestleMania free match that everyone talks about. Don't care. I'm trying to cripple WWE. They're they're a competitor right now. I just landed is, a national TV deal. What is your selling point to to Randy? Are you are you kind of playing the the card of like? Come on, the IC title's cool and all, but like, you really think you're going to end up at the top of the card on, in WWF? Really? Is that how you're playing this? Or are you just saying every money you want? Money? I'm throwing, I'm throwing cash at this man. I got a wow. national TV deal, Joe. Like, I'm, I'm throwing yeah. money at these guys. But I mean, it's, look, it's the best still tap, right? I think we can both agree on that. I don't know if you've got another one coming, but that felt like to me like the obvious one of a guy that was kind of on the climb, and you could just make him the top guy. I do have I do have two steals. I, I did use both of my steals, and okay. I'll, I'll reveal my second one here in a second. But who is your your second pick? All right, my second pick. I'm signing a whole family. <laughs> this is my steal, uh, Jeremy. I need a baby face. My absolute favorite top baby face, I think, is Brett the Hitman Hart, who in this time is the Hart Foundation and all that good stuff. And my offer to Brett is all the money. And I will sign every person you are even somewhat related to, to a contract. Um, Jim Neidhart, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what I'm doing with Jim at this juncture, but he's coming on board for how much money he wants. And Brett is the focus here. Brett is legitimately about like six years away from being a top guy in WWF. Yes. And I think it's a very easy sell to be like, dude, you are never going to be a top guy there. Look at how big these guys are. Here, though, real sports presentation, Jeremy. That's my pitch. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Heart is my steal. And I believe that's the only steal in my realistic category, I believe. I We were on the same wavelength. My other steal was Bret Hart as well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a pitch of I'm ta- I'll take everybody on your family as well. Look, the, the Hart family, maybe Brett just wants to get away from these guys. I don't know. He, he doesn't <laughs> want to be associated with these guys. My, my pitch is similar to yours of you're not doing anything in WWF. You're not Hogan size. You're not Andre size. Come over here. You can just wrestle, have great matches. If you want me to sign your family, fine. If you don't, even better. Like, just let me yeah. know who you want to sign, Brett. Let me know who you could have great matches with, and we'll bring them in. We got the cash. We got the funds. We're good. Yeah, I, mean, I must say, I'm interested in imagining what the contract I'll be drawing up for Stu Hart would be at this juncture. <laughs> I'm very interested in what that would look like. But I, I think me and you are both Brett guys, right? So with that in mind, this doesn't surprise me. We were just kind of getting ahead of the game, making Brett a top guy long before he got his due kind of thing. So that makes sense to me. We do have the, the benefit of knowing what happened in history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. We also are playing a fantasy game that has no relevance whatsoever. So <laughs> our benefit is only for a professional wrestling podcast, right? I think we would switch places if we could, but that is not the case. So... <laughs> Okay, so that was your pick, correct? You just took yes. Brett the Hitman Hart? Yes. Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. So right now, I've got a top heel and a top baby face. You can't argue with that, Jeremy, because I'm doing the I'm, sa- I'm laying the foundations, I'm doing the basics. Now, I'm now going to start to get some raw talent, really raw talent that is about to become some of the best in the industry. So we're going to add to our heel side here, Ravishing Rick Rude. He heads to Jim Crockett Promotions in September of 1986, Jeremy, which gives me a humongous window to swoop in I'm going to be honest, I think there's a bit of a misconception. Rick Rude in 1986 wasn't like what he would become. Right. Still a little bit rough around the edges. But look, man, I've got national TV. You know, all we need is the hip swivel and we're off, we're off and running. So this is a very uh, strong addition for me. Jake and Rick as top heels. Great contrast there, right, Jeremy? Great contrast, but elite talent. I will give you a, a tag team that I picked. Oh, wow. And it's a easy... 
look, easy choice, easy to build around these guys. You sign some some enhancement talent, get them over quickly, toss them around. The Road Warriors, e- easy yeah. pick. Look, I'm not going outside the box here with with, with this yeah. pick, but you got to have guys that look cool. You got to have guys that just toss some dudes around. Crowd pops. They're like, oh man, he may have killed that guy. You need those guys. <laughs> Top baby faces right there. Got the Road Warriors. Yeah, they were under my. If I am taking everyone from Crockett category and it had in uh, equals money, so I was very <laughs> proud of that too. You're right. The Road Warriors, in the format of which wrestling was then produced, is there a more like easy home run than the Road Warriors? Right. <laughs> like they come out, they look awesome, they kill guys, they get over. Job done. You move on. Yeah. Um. However, I'm back to the raw talent category, Jeremy. So we have two top heels. We need another top baby face. Now, this is one that I think will polarize people. I don't think he's as popular as the other guys I've selected, but he was super over in a few, in a few years' time, and I'm getting ahead of the game. Lex Luger is my next selection. A very young Lex Luger, super green. Bless him. He's grinning wide. He's got his jumpers on, but he's going to come in. The girls are going to go wild, and I think, again, look at the look at what I'm doing here, Jeremy. I need to appreciate this. Note the contrast between Rude and Roberts, and now look at the contrast between Brett and Lex, and you're off and running, right? You've got different things here, different audiences. I'm very excited. I thought strongly about Luger. Thought very strongly about Luger. I did not wow. go in that direction. I I went with someone else. I went with Sting. Had to go with Sting, one of my all-time favorites. Much like Luger, look, Sting was a blade runner. At this point, he, he was doing the gimmick with the Ultimate Warrior. He he was not the Sting he, you knew and loved in the in the nineties. He he was just he was the bodybuilding guy. And yeah. you know I'm gonna take him, gonna make him a star. A lot of raw talent. Got I, we've got some workers he can easily work with. You, you put him in there with Savage, the charisma it'll rub off. You put him in there with Brett, the ring skills it'll rub off. Sting Sting's gonna be elevated quickly. Yeah, I'm very disappointed right now, Jeremy, because you know I said that my tag team selection was like a knockout punch? My tag team selection was the Blade Runners. <laughs> that was my thing. I was going to get a huge ovation from the crowd. I was going to say the Blade Runners, but go, who's that? And I say, Sting and Warrior, you know, two top baby faces in making. I can bring them in. And now you've totally ruined that. So I'll just say that my tag team selection that was going to make everyone grin was the Blade Runners. Because you're right, unless I'm mistaken, in 86, they were still a team, correct? Yes. So pick both of those guys up, and it's like... Look how much raw talent we have here. You know, and look, just imagine it. Think about what we're building to. Now, granted, that first year of TV may suck. I'm going to be honest. Jake's cutting a lot of empty promos on Babyface that ain't ready. But eventually, when the 1990s come, we're going to be rocking and rolling, I think. I'm very excited to see how this goes. But yeah, you have definitely stole my moment slightly there. So I'll just announce them now. The Blade Runners are on my roster. <laughs> I, I took... I did a a kind of two-for-one deal with the with tag teams as well. Like, you took Sting and Warrior. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can make them top babyface stars um, mm-hmm. as single stars. They don't have to be a tag team. I did the same thing with one of my tag team picks, and it took Kurt Hennig and Scott Hall, who were AWA champs at that time. So yes. they, they were a tag team, not breaking any rules here. And, you know, you can bring them in as a tag team. Eventually, you can make them single stars. But it's a two-for-one as a tag team pick there. Yeah, I was... I did the opposite here where, you know, you took Sting as a singles. I took Hennig as the singles because I just didn't know where. I've seen Scott Hall in 1986, like them as a tag team. I've never seen any of their matches in that time. But I don't know how close or far away he was from being what he became. Like, he may be a bit far for me to, you know, grow out and, uh, and take that risk. But you're correct. Similar similar approaches here. I'm very interested how you fill your spots because I was just throwing names down. I didn't do the 10 and the 6. So, so yes, that's a good selection. I took Hennig. Um, we all know about Hennig, right? Hennig's great, and he's pretty close to like being great already now at this point. So that was an easy pick, another addition to the hillside. All right, I did go a Crockett pick. Um, 
well, I'm trying to cripple Crockett. All right, they're they're a competitor. These these people are competitors to me. So if I want to take people from Crockett to to make them lesser than, I'll do that. There's no issue yeah. with that. I took Dusty Rhodes. Dusty maybe doesn't quite fit the work rate with the company. He's gonna cut some great promos for me. He's gonna. You need look. The work rate might take a while to start with anyway. You you need to get people in the building. Dusty's gonna get the people in the building. I think you're in big trouble. I think you're in big big oh, trouble because okay. I think Dusty's only coming in regardless of money if he gets the pencil. And I'm going to tell you now, there's no way that any version of Dusty is pushing Bret Hart as a top baby face. <laughs> and God forbid, I mean, they're going to be teaming up and Dusty's going to be taking all of his shine. Poor Bret's going to just be standing there straight face while, while Dusty rants and raves about this, that, and the next thing. I think you've made a tactical error. Now, Dusty as a promo is wonderful, but there is a whole lot that you're accepting on board there. And I hope you're willing this, for some creative control to be given up. This is very true. I did not think about the, the <laughs> locker room and the morale with these picks. I, I just thought, look, I I just thought I got a television company to build. And I need guys who are going to get, you know, draw ratings, draw fans, television-wise. Yeah. I did not put much into the locker room because as I reveal more picks, it's going to – the locker room – they're gonna have a good time, all right. It's it's gonna oh, it's gonna gonna be a loose atmosphere in this locker room. So okay. very very laid back locker room. Okay, my next pick is one that again. Now look, I could be missing some details here. I certainly could. As far as I know, Terry Funk left the World Wrestling Federation in the middle of this year. I believe May is what I've got here. Terry Funk. I mean, you talk about guys, familiar faces that can get out get over in any kind of formal fashion. This is a huge addition. And as I get more picks wait in here... Wait a second, wait a second. Funk was on Mania... <laughs> Funk was on Mania 2. Yes. So, okay. So, you yes. used January 86 as your starting point to take Correct. Jake Roberts. But now you're using, like, May 86 as your starting yeah. point to take Terry Funk. Yeah, because this is not my... So, I'm starting in January, right? We're off, we're doing TV... And then in May is when <laughs> Funk rolls into the territory. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's a big, it's a big signing, right? It's like the equivalent of um, whoever debuted on AEW after they started Dynamite. Brody Lee. There you Jake. Go. Like Jake that. Hager. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, Jake Roberts himself is an example. <laughs> of that. So yes, um, that was how I look. It's very hard to get factually accurate with this, but I was just trying to find guys that at some point were free contractually in this year. Some of the opponents I'm about to add will be uh, – they'll fit with, with Funk because he'd already done stuff before. So this is a big – a key addition. Let me have it, Jeremy. I'm very <laughs> – because what did he do at WrestleMania 2? He was in the Battle Royal, I think. I mean, he, he can be a steal, right? Like, <laughs> I can 100% steal him from that from that mess. So, yeah, Terry Funk. Maybe he was actually, like, in a match. I'm going to look up what Terry Funk did at WrestleMania 2 because – I, I clearly cannot recall it. WrestleMania 2, the, the only WrestleMania until this year, too big for one location. True, but it was not too big for one night. It was still one night. That's so right. is it really as good as this WrestleMania? No, probably not. He was in a right. tag team match. He was in the Los Angeles por- portion. Uh, Hoss Funk and Terry Funk defeated Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana. Yeah, I, that's a steal for me. That's a steal. <laughs> or I'm waiting until May. Either way... I'm in the money with Terry Funk. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I will go with a, I'll go with a single star. I'm taking Magnum TA. A lot of upside Whoa. with Magnum, you know, hopefully with the timeline be a different, we avoid some tragedies here. We get Magnum for the long term. but who needs Hulk Hogan when you need Magnum TA or when you have Magnum TA? What I love about this is I think your best way to pitch it to Magnum would be, Imagine a promotion where Dusty Rhodes isn't there to be the top babyface at all times, and you are the top babyface. Like, okay, I'm in. Signs the contract, and then Dusty rolls in the next day. That'll be how I envision it. Yeah, Magnum is is a, it's just a great show. Again, it's like it's what interested me about what the reason I actually enjoyed doing this is because I'm this is one area of wrestling where I'm not super well read, but the one part of it that I've watched a ton of is Crockett. So I didn't want to just come here and be like, I will take Ric Flair with the first selection. Like I wanted to try and mix it up. But is there a more like can't miss top guy than Magnum at this point? Like, he was just a perfect fit, and I agree with you. He's 
he's a different enough to Hogan that you would look like an actual alternative. So great selection. Um, my next pick, and now this is where we're going to start to branch off into a different direction, Jeremy. Because, you know, I always think there's a, you look at all elite wrestling, correct? And they've drawn from a different part of wrestling that wasn't being seen on American TV. And that's what I'm doing. And you can probably see where these next selections are going. Because Stan, the Lariat Hanson, is <laughs> coming into the territory. He will not be alone as far as stars of, of um, old Japan. Terry Funk had, had been there, had worked there for a while as well. So we have some, some in, inside chemistry there, right? In fact, I'm going to make them as a tag team selection for the sake of fun. Because I think Brody and Hanson are teaming up as, like, at this time. Maybe Brody gone to New Japan around here. But whatever is the case, every... Awesome Gaijin in all Japan, New Japan, wherever in Japan, is coming into my territory, Jeremy. That's the, but for the sake of listing, Stan Hansen. I thought about taking Stan Hansen just to, because I knew you were going to take him, and I just yes. wanted to get out in front of you. And I was going to say he was my first pick, but I didn't. I I, I respected respected our friendship and did not do that. That's very nice. That is, <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. I mean. I think my actual response to Lufa when he tweeted this was, I would sign Stan Hansen, buy him a house, and ask who he wants to marry. <laughs> I believe was my uh, was, was my exact answer. But yeah, Stan Hansen's awesome. I think we're going to do a daily distraction with him at some point, Jeremy. I'm going to tell you that now. Because I think we just need to. There's not enough talk about him on any kind of platform, let alone ours. So he's a lot for me. Especially if you know we're just doing guys that aren't like doing full-time stuff in America. I have a tag team as my next pick and another look, I'm going to take these guys. They're going to come in. They're going to feud with the road warriors for six months and we're going to draw a bunch of money. Arn and Tully easy pick. Yeah. See, I, this was my working theory because I have actually got down as a steal from Crockett on Oli and my, I'm willing to give a share of the pencil to Oli and my exact selling point would be, you cannot enjoy being booked by Dusty Rhodes. Like, it must be <laughs> terrible for you. I'm sure you hate it. Come here. I'll let you just book your own stuff. So I was going on and on. Now, to be fair, Oli is in, like, the... <laughs> he's coming to the end of his time here. But I know that he had a great 86 because he had some great matches with rock and roll. So they were on my list. On Tully, um, Tully's tremendous. You can't go wrong with those picks, right? There's, like, a core group from Crockett that's just, like... They're etched in history because they were that good. So, yeah. So, is that your pick, Arn, Arn and Oli? Well, yeah, because I, mean, I was going to get to it later, okay. but no, that's fine. Point, we, might as well, we might as well condense it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next pick is I, I'm going to go a little elsewhere right now. Vader. Going go Big Van Vader. Wow. I feel like I might have stolen some thunder from you there. I think you had Vader on your list. Yeah, I had him... In the in the category of people that are awesome gaijins, but I don't think he was actually there yet. So you're okay. like way ahead of the game on Vader. All right, yes. uh, I'm I'm going with Vader. Get a big guy in there again, much like the Road Warriors. Squash some people. He he kills Randy Savage. He kills Sting. He, he puts over these guys as a sympathetic. Kills Bret Hart. Sympathetic baby. Vader's coming in as the monster heel baby. That that's what Vader's going to be. I got I'm I'm stacked on baby faces. I need a monster heel to just come in and destroy these guys. Well, breaking out from 1986, is there, if you're talking about all-time wrestling, okay, prime for prime, everyone's on the draft board. Is there a better monster heel than Vader? Like legitimately in the history of professional wrestling. I think this is a fair question. I'm trying to, I mean, like Andre could have done it, but Andre like wasn't booked in that way as like this monster heel yeah. who just destroyed everybody. Yeah, and nowadays... You don't see that as much. Like Braun Strowman, sure, he could have just been this monster heel, but he's going 50-50 with Roman Reigns every every week. So what, what does that do for yeah. him? It says a lot about Vader that, like, I think you could drop 1992 Vader into modern WWE, and while his booking would probably suck, he would still be, like, spectacular performer, yeah. which is insane. If you really think about it, that's very uncommon. So many of the big guys then were kind of, like... You know, they were what they were, and they were working a certain way. But Vader was just murdering guys. He was doing moonsaults and all kinds of chaos, wild power bombs. The series was Sting, which you can you can kind of get to before anyone else there, right? So, yeah, this is a very good selection. He is on this. I'll go through this list now just because for the sake of clarity. He is on the list with, as I mentioned, Brody. And, of course, Bam Bam Gordy. 
Goldie's awesome. I don't know if people like appreciate how great he was. I was going to put down the Freebirds, but I don't want to be dealing with Michael Hayes. So just Goldie is fine, and that that works perfectly for me. Um, and that's what's kind of interesting, I think, about that time. Is like, I don't know if you've ever seen, you just mentioned Andre. Have you ever seen Andre's match with Hanson in um, New Japan, Jeremy? I have to watch that for whenever we do our Stan yes. Hansen thing, it, but yeah. I was waiting until the week of for doing that. This is watch. The only reason I bring it up is because, like, I consider myself to have seen quite a lot of wrestling. And in this match, Andre moves in a fashion I, he, I have never, ever seen him move in a WWF ring in my life. And I think there's stylistically, there was stuff going on in Japan that, like, American eyes had never seen. And I think we take it for granted now because we all see everything, right? Like, that just is the way it is. And, got, like, big guys do cool moves. You mentioned Vader and even Brody, man. Brody would do drop kicks and stuff. Hanson would do dives through the bottom rope. It was just a different... And that would be my selling point. You're never going to out WWF, WWF. So I would be trying to bring kind of a uh, a, a unique style, in-ring style anyway. So, yeah, those guys are all on my list. And then, you know, the issue I found was top baby faces. That was my biggest issue. So that's why I got the, the uh, you know, Warrior and Sting earlier. But the heels all were coming in as Gaijin stars back in America. Tag team on my list here. Easy, easy tag team. Again, can make them single stars as well. Kevin Carey, Von Eric. Keep yep. them in the tag division. Keep them in as, as single stars. Whatever, wherever you need them, they'll be. They'll be good. I feel like that was another just, just easy selection. This is where my locker room kind of d- disintegrates with, with the, my bottom two tag teams here. So this is, for the Von Erics, this is like, I've sensed that this was just after their like absolute peak at home in their home territory. Yeah. So they seem like the obvious like babyface team, right? I mean, you've got them there with Arnold Tully. So that's main event tag teams up. But yes, yeah, so I had the Von Erics down here, but I could not quite grasp what was going on with them. That's another blind spot for me, but they, they're definitely an obvious pick. Um, my steal, this is my one Crockett steal that I was just dead set on because I feel like this guy kind of floated around so often. I think Barry Windham, was, okay. a, was a pick here, Jeremy, because Barry Windham is interested in, obviously at this point, he's not a horseman yet. And he's, I don't want to kind of disparage his WCW, NWA run, but he was a top guy that kind of floated a lot, right? Like, it's very, there's a lot of different incarnations of Barry Windham, but I think he probably could have been a top guy you build around at this point. So he was on uh, my list. All right, I'm going to go with a, another tag team pick that I had. I'm going to try to get through these tag teams here and get back to yeah, the single stuff. Look, this was I'm crippling Crockett, all right? Don't care about them. I'm just going to take the Rock and Roll Express. Going to take them. Don't, yeah. don't care what they have to say. My pitch is we have Arn and Tolly. We have the Von Eriks. You can just come in here. You've wrestled the, the Midnight Express three million times. You, you don't need to wrestle them anymore. Come in here, have some fresh matchups, and they'll be good. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, again, those it's actually kind of incredible. Like we talk about a lot about how WWE tag team wrestling has like a natural cap. I don't think people appreciate like how much depth there was in that time. Where you had the, the double you know, both belts and there's like main event feuds in both of them. They were in that other category I was talking about. I'll just tell you this so this was my Crockett like you, this is the core group of guys which you can just cherry pick from, right? If you're, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. Flair, I think we both like avoided. Yeah, it's yeah. just it felt wrong. Um, we mentioned Dusty. I just said Wyndham on Oli Tully, Rock and Roll Nikita. Did, did he come across you? Did you con- I, con- like consider him anything there? I did consider him, and then but after I looked at my list, I felt that I didn't need to take more Crockett guys because yeah. look, I'm trying to cripple them, but competition's kind of healthy so i don't want to say everybody from them so my uh next selection is a guy who i don't think was in crockett yet would soon be um but he's going to fit in great with all these big guys that can move one of my favorites jeremy as you know the big boss man big bubba this was a natural fit for me you could i'm sure you can imagine the excitement i had when i said i sensed that there was a window of which he was clear in 1986 i i've just got a group of big guys that can move around i don't think they're going to draw any money whatsoever Brody will when he wrestles for me once a year and refuses to put anyone over. But outside of that, I'm going to have a load of awesome matches in front of a few thousand people. But I'm going to enjoy it. And frankly, that's all that matters in this fantasy uh, mindset I've got here. 
Uh, my final tag team, again, this is where I'm going to have locker room issues. The Von Ericks, I don't know what they're they're into. Dusty's going to be trying to trying to book himself into to all kinds of things. Savage is, you know, Sa- Savage is his own own being there. Hitting at Hall, I don't know how they are in 86. I'm going to throw these guys into the mix. It, it's not going to be... It, it could be trouble. Bad influences on the likes of Sting here. I'm going to mm-hmm. need Brett to really hold it together and Vader to threaten to kill people backstage. The Midnight Rockers, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, like they... They they might destroy my entire company with their with their attitudes, but we're gonna get one or two great matches out of them. I'm so upset for Bret Hart right now. <laughs> I really truly am, and I, but I'm pleased because in somehow me and you were doing this at the same time, and we both pulled off this feat of getting national TV deals with brand new promotions. <laughs> I think I won the Bret sweepstakes. I think I did it. I think I got it over the line when you signed Sean, but my suggestion that i would sign his like mother to a contract was pretty good too up <laughs> you yeah, you i would get the notifications on tew that is like oh bret hart and Shawn michaels have a bad relationship and then Shawn michaels is trying to influence scott hall and kurt hennig yeah. and, and turned against brett and then brett's mad at all these people now yeah it, the the locker room i don't know if you, anybody's ever played the uh 1996 1997 tew mod putting that trying to piece together that locker room where Brett and Sean completely hate each other and have like influenced everybody. It's nuts. You got to suspend Brett for like six months or suspend one of them for like six months out of of time just to get like repair relationships and stuff. It provides some insight into why the folks that were around at that time are the way they are. Right. (laughs) Like I'm sure Jim Connett's podcast makes a lot more sense after you play Brett. I have no more hard selections, but I do have an interesting name that I was kind of looking into. What did, did you diet, like? You know, look into Roddy Piper's nineteen eighty six any because he had a little absence there for a while, right? I I figured Piper was a WWE guy. I wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I looked at WrestleMania two for all right. Who is who are WWE guys? Like these guys are essentially locked in, even if they weren't locked in because they're on yeah. WrestleMania two. I feel like they're locked in, and, and Piper was obviously there. So I thought about him, but I used my steals on, on Savage and, and Bret Hart. So I, I didn't think about Piper in that. In yeah. I, him. I didn't write him down because I just thought like he went back to story with so many times after absences because he was just one of their guys, like you said them, but it did somewhat intrigue me to see like it, after, I think it was after WrestleMania or somewhere around there, he was away for a few months. And that would have been prime position to swoop in as a uh, hot new wrestling promotion, you know, because contracts were different back then, Jeremy. And, I, and look at what I offered Brett. Imagine what I offered Piper in 1986, right? Like, Brett was just a tag team guy, and I signed his whole family to contracts. So the industry would be talking, it would be a different time. But that was the end of names that I felt comfortable writing down. Obviously, we said, the Crockett guy, the truth of it is, and what's kind of amazing to look at this, is like, and this has all been discussed far more than we're ever going to get into it. But, like, if they actually could have all united professional wrestling when WWF broke out and went national for a national promotion, what a crew they would have had, right? I mean, because it, it kind of happened in different times, but um, there was always so much political stuff, and this is our guy. But talent-wise, man, this was an interesting time that Luke was selected. I enjoyed it very much. It was a lot of fun. I have some, since I followed the rules, I do have yes. some single stars remaining, so I'll run through mm-hmm. them. Real quickly, I had Rick Rude as well. Um, I waited to say it so I didn't step on your toes there. But yeah, I had Rick Rude. I had Great Muda. You got to bring, got to bring somebody in. Uh, yes. My my pitch is just Muda, Brett. Look, they're they're not peak Muda and Brett. Go out there, wrestle for as long as you want, as many times as you want, and just have great matches. Um, I had Rick Martel, and I had oh, a single yes. star Rick Martel. And my main reasoning there is in TEW, this guy gets over no matter what. You can do that. You can do no wrong with this guy in TEW. He's just always over. So I figure he would just get himself over no matter what. Babyface heel can work, can work either way. My final one, Joe. Final one. Not, look, we're talking these big stars, these great workers, all, all this kind oh, of stuff. Gosh. These oh, young. My. These young prospects, up-and-comers who we know are big stars. I'm going to give you the guy who went on to become 
arguably, arguably the biggest star in wrestling history. But a relative, I, I mean, he, he was known in 1986, but he, he went on to just monumental success, Joe. The okay. goon, Bill Irwin, 1986. Oh, oh, my. oh that, <laughs> you know, I was going to, when you mentioned the Grand Marie, I was going to swoop in and say I wrote Tenru down, Tenru down. And when you said the goon, me mentioning him felt like the most disrespectful thing I've ever done. <laughs> You know, like I was going to be like, Saru, ah, Temru, I was going to do some... And then you said the goon, I was like, I don't know why I even went back to return to my <laughs> roster here. Because I should have just left it as I was. I felt that was the... That's probably the biggest victory I've had in this exercise, with you taking the goon with your final selection. <laughs> but I should have seen it coming. I, w- I do want to say that my biggest disappointment in this whole thing, the first name that I was like, I'm building my whole promotion around him was Sid Vicious. Because I sensed at this time, Sid would be so insane <laughs> that it would be perfect. He hadn't even wrestled yet. Which is wild to me because, like, in a, in a handful of years, he's a top guy in WWF and all that chaos that happens with him. So I just wanted to mention that I had some sadness along this journey. Sid was not available. He was not on the draft board. There were some that I, I looked into to see if they were around in 1986, and I, I found out that they, they debuted uh, in 1987 or 1988, something like that, and, and Sid was one of them as well like yes. I, I looked into that and yeah there, there were a couple of others but yeah but i got the goon joe this, this thing is over you're, you're not but you you followed the game and i respect that yes i think you've made some fate whatever is on the battlefield <laughs> and i will take my seven guys winning job matches very comfortably if it means i don't have to employ Shawn michaels <laughs> I don't have to have Dusty Rhodes booking people. Dusty's not booking. Look, Dusty he thinks... Is booking he's, currently. Currently. <laughs> he's booking. He's, he's turning up to booking meetings with his, <laughs> his folder and his notepad and he's away. He's booking. So you, it's just the way it's going to be, okay? I, I will, If I have to talk to Dusty, if I have to tell him how it is, I got to tell him, look, you're, you're just here to wrestle. I'll throw more money at him if I got to. He's got kids on the way. He's going to need that money. I'll, I'll tell yeah, him... I didn't think of that. When you get Dusty Rhodes, you're getting like the whole future, right? Dustin Rhodes, like he's good when he debuts, but you can just sit there and be like, "Listen, man, 2020, <laughs> that guy's gonna be a he's gonna be a he's gonna be a big deal. He's gonna be a big deal on the sheets." So, yeah, you're correct. Du- look, Dusty's awesome, but I just I love the idea of Dusty coming into a territory <laughs> and not booking it when it's brand new and it's just you there. Like, here we go. That's what you're doing, Dusty. Dusty. Th- this is the problem people had with Dusty is they just didn't know how to talk to him correctly. They let yeah. Dusty come in and walk all over him, and they're like, all right, sure, we'll give you a pencil. That ain't happening. That's not happening here. I'm the one who uh, got national television. What did Dusty do? He didn't get national television. Yeah. I mean, are you. that makes me think you're putting the polka dots on him. I'm not is putting the true? polka dots on him. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not taking. I'm not taking it that far. I'm gonna let Dusty play Dusty. I'm gonna play his own music to borrow a phrase from his, his son. Um, I want to play his own music, but he, he's not getting the pencil. He didn't get the national TV deal. I'm gonna. I gotta put him in his place, okay? I'm just thinking here, like you know, earlier I, was, I said I didn't know what I was gonna do with Jim Neidhart, and I'm thinking how short side that was. I have so many awesome big men that can beat Jim <laughs> Neidhart in seven minute sprints on TV. Like imagine Hanson Neidhart. Brody Neidhart, Brody's going to be a pain. I'm going to be honest. It's a little bit unfair of me to sit here and be like, hey, Dusty's going to be tough. And I'm like, I picked Bruiser Brody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be a tough one to navigate in itself. Look, not in a, the business has changed, Jeremy, as you told me many times on here. But what I do think, this is pretty fun, I think we can do this exercise in different decades, right? We'll pick a different spot in each of the decades since, maybe. We could do this because, let's be frank, this is the most fun we've had talking about wrestling since... Um, TW week four. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with doing this in different decades. We'd have to set yeah. different uh, rules for if we did this in like 1986. We, we can't just steal everyone from WWF and WCW and make this great like super fed or anything like that. But mm. yeah, we'd have to we'd have to set some parameters. Luther, I know you're listening. Give us give us some parameters to work through. Maybe Joe will actually follow them this time, and uh, we we'll do this bit again because. Look, this is right up our alley. This is stuff we love. So I I enjoyed going back, looking through, see who was where in 1986, see who you could kind of pull from and build around and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen today the difference in us as GMs, right? And you're 
you're good at the protocol and you're you're logical you have a, a scientific approach to this and i'm looking at it from how am i going to woo this talent jeremy how am i going to convince them to sign on the dotted line i mean i spent at least 25 minutes just plotting out my brett hart approach and he was just a tag team guy so imagine what i would have done in 1993 when hulk hogan comes up on the free agent board that's what i'm leaving the audience with there's different approaches to this and while i may not have followed the protocol exactly i think lufa especially will appreciate i think talent first you know they're not just bodies to me they're human beings <laughs> see i'm looking out for my guys you you didn't take uh... no you're not Jeremy. you're not you're not looking out for me you signed sean michaels Bret Hart's <laughs> rage. He doesn't even know why he's angry. He's like, I don't even know this guy, but I'm angry about it. Joseph, I mean, we both we both took Randy Savage, but you're not taking Lanny Poffo. Lanny Poffo's your guy. You you didn't you didn't look. The goon is my guy. I'm looking out for him. I'm I like I'm t- like Hogan. T- you got to bring all your boys in. This worked very well for Hogan, right? I want to I want to make this clear. I did not take Randy Savage because I have respect for the history of the industry. And I want to see the Ricky Steamboat match take place as intended. Okay? Oh, see, you didn't even you... take Savage, so you're not even taking yes. Poffo. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I love Lanny. He can come on board. He can be one of those job guys I was talking about. But <laughs> there's a limitation. I learned when I did the 1995 reboot, there's a limitation to what you can do with Lanny because I'm pretty sure I closed the pay-per-view with one of his angles, <laughs> and I don't think it did well. But that's another that's another story for another day. Lanny Poffo is delightful. He was a wonderful commentator in New Japan what a job he did so maybe he's our color guy that's what i was thinking did you have any commentary selections or did you not get that far into it because i didn't get that far into it no i didn't get to to 86 no. commentary it, i would just throw all the money at heenan and, and go from there and let him do what he wants um, was heenan even a commentary at this point i don't think he if was not, it doesn't but matter. i no, would have just taken matter. him anyway yeah no so that makes perfect i mean to be fair like david crockett was on commentary right for jim crockett at this time and he was like just in full that's perfect pro wrestling, right? Imagine taking it seriously when you could beat him. So I guess I'll just have my brother do it, right? He'd be just calling Bret Hart. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Why not? That's it. JHP on the road. I like it. I would sign this Vince McMahon guy to be my commentator. Oh, I, don't, I hear he's not too good. Oh, okay. I hear he's not too good. But he would be good for morale, I think. Because, you know, if the, <laughs> the guys wouldn't know much about him. and I'm sure nothing bad would come of that. But he loves those one-two no's, right? He loves his big ball in the uh, end of matches. All right, everyone. Uh, if you haven't seen the tweet, haven't participated in the tweet that Luther put out there, you know, build your own 1986 Federation. It was, and we had a blast doing it. Um, I, and we're even going to spin it off, and now we're going to do more eras like this uh, under the instructions of Luther, because we are still Nightmare Collective, even though we're not positive that exists anymore. It co- we are the Nightmare Collective. Luther. Yes. Joseph and myself. That's the Nightmare Collective. That, that was their name, right? Um, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't. Um, I, I feel like I was confusing it with uh Cody's. Fa- he does the Nightmare Family, so we have the family, Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking it was family, but that is definitely Cody's like team. Yeah. So I, I think the Nightmare oh, Collective was. Uh... Who cares? Luther's awesome, regardless. <laughs> Original Death Dealer. <laughs> Who cares? Is it? It's all the same thing to me, you know. It's all the same as long as it's the same performance, it's the same thing to me. Um, but yes, this will be a thing we do. I think this was very fun. Yeah, um, we'll be back on Thursday with our typical show where we preview WrestleMania, the big stuff like the women's tag team title match, the SmackDown uh, women's title match, and what else is like big on this show? I don't think you've named anything this big yet, but yeah, I mean Edge. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, Edge and yeah. Orton. That's that's the main event right yeah. there. The women's tag team title match isn't big. You said this was the main event. Yeah, but I don't consider that to be taking place on WrestleMania. That's like its own event. Oh, I just okay. consider that the big event, the big event, 2020. All that's right. how I'm going to be watching. It. I'm going to just <laughs> someone message me when that match is about to start. I'll go up, watch that match, and I'll be like, I'll get to WrestleMania eventually. Right? <laughs> that's the best way to do it. <laughs> All right. So we'll be talking about the bigger matches, and then on Friday for a daily distraction. We'll be talking about uh, everything else that we didn't get to on Thursday. Hope everyone will join us for Thursday. And I thank everyone for joining us today. Follow Joe on Twitter at JoeHolbert5. He'll have the March Madness polls up. Go to Fightful.com. You can read all of Joe's features. The features are all done. They're all ready to go this week. WrestleMania is over for Joe. That's why he only cares about one match on this show because it's yeah. just it's done. And follow me on Twitter 
at Jeremy Lambert 88. And we will talk to everyone on Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.